1: And together, they are... Oh my god, don't read it out loud! Don't read it out Gay Lords of Dark News! <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, up fronts. businesses.
0: <laughs> plurals.
1: Yeah, well, there are plurals. Really? Well, Yeah
0: you ate multiple eggs this week
1: <laughs> you know what i have not had any eggs for days
0: i uh, i just i'm just noticing i've noticed a trend oh i, I haven't heard about eggs in ages I feel. <laughs>
1: It's because i haven't been eating any and i promise wow. you though i'm only not eating any because i don't have any this is not some i'm not on some anti-egg agenda trust me
0: you're not on an egg cleanse
1: no <laughs> definitely not or an (laughs) anti-egg cleanse uh no i just don't have any eggs you know okay well you know we put out an episode real housewives of darkness maybe it appeared in your feed and you guys went crazy (laughs) The response to us putting out a one-shot episode about Real Housewives was way bigger than like anything we've done in the mainline series, and so ever, ever. So I was I was astonished actually at how excited people were, and you know all that. So thanks for the response.
0: For real, even listeners that I so many people were messaging us or commenting or tagging and saying like. I've never watched Real Housewives, but this is hilarious.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, if it gets one, even one person to say, maybe I'll try these Housewives, then it's clearly worth it.
0: Oh, see, Stacey, it all goes back. There can be a hundred people in a room. All it takes is one person to listen to the Real Housewives episode and and start watching Potomac or Salt Lake or Atlanta or Beverly Hills or, or, or.
1: For sure. Thank you, Gaga.
0: You're welcome. Uh,
1: yeah, so I don't know when we'll do it again, like we said on that episode, if you haven't listened to it yet. Uh, it's like a once-in-a-while thing whenever the fancy strikes. But I'm glad people enjoyed it, because it's definitely a weird thing to probably pop up in your feed when you subscribe to a horror movie podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah, you like you expect to start it out and hear, you know, the chains and the fence sound from our intro but instead you hear boom 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 boom, boom. <laughs> and yeah. then our stupid asses so uh thanks everybody that was that was uh thanks for let indulging us we just th- truly had no clue how indulged we ultimately would be
1: yeah and it's the same thing item number two up front businesses <gasps> I, last week's chomping block the category remember dot 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 what movie was that <laughs> Uh, clearly, I am not in touch at all with what people actually want because I thought it was going to be a disaster. But people seem to enjoy it, so I'm sure that category will come back in the future.
0: Oh, please. It's so fun. I had the best time. Okay. I loved, I love Remember Dot Dot Dot. Uh,
1: well, in things that we did not half-ass or not prepare for.
0: <gasps> I know what this is.
1: Yeah, they just, Arrow Video just announced uh, the upcoming Blu-ray of The Initiation of Sarah, the original, oh. the original made-for-TV film. And Gay Lords of Darkness, we are featured on the bonus features, we made a video essay.
0: I'm so excited. I love it so much. I am so stoked to be, I mean, not only is this the first, you've worked with Arrow before and done some great stuff. But this is the first Gaylord's bonus feature on a Blu-ray disc. Thank you very much. Uh, And we're in great company. There's awesome people and friends of the show and thinkers and all kinds of people doing great work on this release. That is so much more impressive (laughs) than arguably the movie itself, which is a great movie.
1: I love the movie. I I love love it. it. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. You can pre-order, if you like, on Arrow's website. It's actually a global release this time, I believe. Or at least US-UK, so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. If you live across the pond, as it were, <laughs> you can get it there. If you live on also this side of the pond, you can get it here. Ain't that exciting? I don't have to say. Well, which region is the thing? So, there you go. When's it coming out? June, I believe. Just in time for Pride Month.
1: Yeah.
0: See, so here's the. This is the Pride Challenge. Then this month, uh, this coming June, go to Target and break the snow globes, and then put up the initiation of Sarah Blu-ray, and it's in place of it.
1: Throw bricks at them.
0: Throw bricks at.
1: Them. <laughs> so, that's some stuff.
0: That was a full on. That was a full on veritable update. That was news at eleven. I'm very proud.
1: That was some stuffs. Before we talk about. Some things.
0: Right? Yeah, that was that was the up front. Now we're up down back.
1: I had a nice segue.
0: <laughs> you really did. You put in the work. I did. I and half asked it.
1: I was so we watched the thing and then we watched the thing. And here's <laughs> my big takeaway from this
0: experience.
1: <laughs> I have decided I would like to be a thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is your aspiration in life?
1: This is my new aspiration. Because it would be great.
0: <laughs> tell, tell me more. Go on.
1: Well, it brought to mind this Uber ride I took recently. Mm-hmm. Where the driver, bless his heart, went on about a lot of things I didn't need to hear about for a long time. Oh, while While wearing his mask under his nose.
0: Okay. Oh, God.
1: And so watching these movies, I thought, man, it would have been so fucking cool if while he was going on about these things, I could have just went like, (laughs) (laughs) and and my head could have detached from my body, sprouted legs, and then (gasps) just like right away it would have been so amazing and so I thought what if I could do that every time I was somewhere I didn't want to be
0: (laughs) can you okay even though even though you couldn't scientifically practically realistically separate your head and and start you know shooting out tendrils and tendons and turn into a giant (laughs) Whatever beast, even though you couldn't actually do that, you still could have the first initial symptoms in response. Mm-hmm. So, like, what if he was just talking in the Uber and you just start going, blah, 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 blah. that's <laughs> and,
1: true too, and then I making the awfuls scream? I, I guess, but that that to me seems like I'm gonna end up in a hospital at the end of it.
0: Oh, that's very Where, true. Yeah.
1: Whereas if I'm actually a thing, I just run away. <laughs> And then and, and reconstitute or. the rest of my body, and then when I'm like, you know, uh, I don't know, in a store, and somebody's like, "Did you know black people are terrible?" And I'm just like, and "Like, <laughs> there goes my head again!" Like shooting tendrils out. Yeah, shoot out my face spaghetti, <laughs> <laughs> and then my head runs away, and I'm like, "Bye." <laughs> So, so this is my new life plan.
0: So wait, okay. I, I, uh,
1: I'm I, not interested in killing anybody.
0: That's I what know. I was going to ask.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not interested in killing anyone. I'm not interested in absorbing anyone or becoming anyone. I just want a quick exit. And the quickest way seems if my head can detach and run away.
0: So you're literally becoming the thing only for the purposes <laughs> of evasion. <laughs> Not for the actual biological purpose and only purpose of the thing, which is to replicate.
1: No no. I'm just interested in not hearing things I don't want to hear or being anywhere I don't want to be.
0: I love your bartering with God here and with biology and like it's like I see you, I'll allow you to to possess me, replicate my system. And, and make me into a thing, but I'm going to retain my consciousness. I'm not going to replicate or assimilate anything else, and I'm strictly going to use this to get out of cabs when I need to.
1: Why can't I be a thing on my own terms? Okay, why are you trying to squash my autonomy, okay? I,
0: I am my own thing.
1: I am my own thing. One, uh, a thing of one's own. <laughs> a thing of one's own! <laughs> That's me,
0: as Virginia Woolf once wrote. <laughs> she,
1: that's right. You know what? If her head could have detached and run away, I bet she would have taken advantage of it.
0: It that absolutely would have happened, right? Yeah, get so. the rocks out of the dress pockets, girl. <laughs> just that's right, just tendril off into the, the moors. I want to see. I mean, that would be so cool, though. Because yes, imagine that you just end up trapped in a room full of unmasked people and they're all laughing at you because you're the one with your mask on and then the tendrils
1: Yeah. or you do something embarrassing you do yeah. something embarrassing and you have to make a getaway like you first of all you get away which is the goal second of all they're gonna forget about whatever embarrassing thing you just did you're standing there like you're oh you're on the altar and you're about to get married and you like fart right? <laughs> And everybody's like, "Oh no, <laughs> like the bride farted." And but then if you're like, "Oh well, bye bye," and like your head comes <laughs> off, what are people going to talk about about that wedding? Are they going to say like, "Oh my god, I went to the wedding and guess what, the bride farted," or are they going to say, "I went to the wedding and the fucking bride's head came off and ran away"?
0: It could you could betray your own end, and they could say. You'll never believe it. I went to the wedding. The bride farted, and then um, her head came off, grew crab true, legs. Though.
1: That's and, true.
0: That's true. Well, scattered away while issuing a horrible screech.
1: But the follow-up will be, wait, her head came off? The yeah. follow-up will not be, wait, she farted?
0: Like, yeah, very few people are gonna... You'll learn who the right people are and aren't when they ask if, whether yeah. or not... What, tell Tell you more about the farts.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. So
1: I'm just saying... <laughs> what am I saying? I guess this is my plan now, or I don't even know if it's a plan because how can I make it happen? But I just think about it and I say it would. I would enjoy that. So there you go. <laughs> well, so yes, we did watch the two things. I've wanted to talk about the 1982 film. This is another like Texas Chainsaw Massacre for me. Is that every once in a while I'd be like, well, we could do the thing. Yeah. If we want, we could talk about the thing because I've wanted to talk about it. But what are you gonna say? Oh, it's a masterpiece.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So I've wanted to do that, and then it was like, well, we could do the remake because you had never seen it, and in my memory, it was pretty good actually. Mm-hmm. Watching them for this, I say, what was I on with that prequel? <laughs> what was I on? <laughs> and I think my my my. I think why I thought it was actually pretty good is because of the sequence during the credits where it goes right into the 1982 film. And that's the taste you're left with is John Carpenter's movie. And so in your your brain goes, actually, the thing 2011 was pretty good.
0: And you get those. See, that's so that's why I was thinking I watched them backwards and I should have watched it the other way because I kept having flashbacks to that sequence. And thinking about, oh, isn't it cool when, like, the credits fade out and then you get that shot of, like, the guy and he, like, cut his throat open just like in the first movie. And then, and you hear the Inyo Morricone score and you're like, yeah, I remember when Film Grain was a thing.
1: And then you're like, The Thing, 1982, is such an incredible fucking movie. Oh, it's
0: truly a masterpiece, yeah. Uh,
1: 2011. No. No, this is what I wrote down. I wrote down, computer. (laughs) 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 I mean, the computer graphics, when you're coming off of one of the, like, special effects, high watermarks in the entire history of the genre, and then to just have it be computer next time, blatant computer, it takes away from it. But also having watched the original, I feel like... (sighs) It just introduced a lot of things in the prequel that didn't need to be introduced. I mean, it's a wholly unnecessary movie to begin with.
0: Well, that was my my key takeaway watching the prequel was, but we already have the thing. So why? Like, I love Mary Elizabeth Winstead, don't get me wrong. I love the Norwegian people. But, but why?
1: I it It, it explains the mystery that was evident in the original film like when they go to the burnt out norwegian base and all that but it's like this is better left a mystery yeah it's the norwegian base but the cast is largely going to be americans
0: <laughs> or he...
1: british people and it's just uh i like mary elizabeth winstead like you said uh she i liked her in um <laughs> i almost said 1-800 Cloverfield." <laughs> <laughs> cloverfield street whatever the fuck that was what was it 10 cloverfield lane i'm bijou <laughs> do you want to see
0: my shelter call 1-800 cloverfield
1: i liked her in that i like that movie.
0: oh that movie's great i like when she makes her quarantine suit out of like uh glue and a shower curtain and <laughs> some tape
1: um i think she stinks in the thing
0: I just don't know why anything of the, why this movie happened yeah
1: she just doesn't have a lot to do and it's kind of a flat performance and just not engaging as a character it's just a, the whole movie like you said is pointless and it had me when I watched the original I thought to myself I would love to see the thing in its original form because we don't know what that is like sometimes it's spaghetti sometimes it's mm it's got king crab legs sometimes it has two big arms <clears throat> we don't know what the original form is and i feel like they kind of tried to show that in the prequel mm-hmm. and i i don't like it
0: no no it was like what was really interesting about the prequel to me and i think i think i was kind of as i was watching it as a for first time watch because i had heard jason say that it was good i heard you say that it was good Uh, A lot of people kind of held it in a, oh, I'm surprised, but I liked it, regard for a while. And I think, as I was watching this for the first time, I thought, I think I figured it out. This was 2011. This was the era of, I mean, this was straight-up remake era. I mean, when you have Scream 4 and you have that scene with Hayden Panettiere where... The killer ass are like, oh, name all the scary movie remakes. And she just has that monologue where she lists every fucking movie that had been remade, like, since 2004 or whatever. And it's just literally every horror movie that had come out for the last decade was a straight up remake. So I think the thing, when we heard they were remaking it, everybody in fandom freaked out because how could you? But then it was, a, it, they were like, oh, wait, no, but we're doing it as a prequel. And it's set at the Norwegian base, and it ties directly into the first movie. And I think it was, like, just the sense of refreshment of getting a, a movie that's trying to not be a straight-up remake in the era of ceaseless remakes. Maybe was, like, and you know, maybe that's why people were more receptive to it at the time. And you're like, oh, this is something different, and it has Mary Elizabeth Winstead. But what 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 was kind of interesting or sad or lacking for me was the stuff that didn't make it into the movie was what I was interested in. Because I guess the, a lot was taken away from the director by the studio. And, like, originally he shot it on 35mm. The movie looked too clean to me. It looked so glossy. And, like, CW and shiny and everything's fancy. Nobody looks like they're from the 80s. Um, we put on the deleted scenes after... And like he originally shot it on 35 and it looks like visually it looks just like some of those scenes look just like they're straight out of Carpenter's film because he really tried to mimic that style. But then the studio shifted that and made it look all digital. They originally filmed it using primarily um, practical effects. But then the studio put all the CGI in and then changed the ending and all this stuff. But I guess initially there was a backstory or something that was kind of cut out or it was alluded to that the ship that the thing is on because like one of my first notes was that pile you're telling me that pile of crag- crab legs was flying a spaceship <laughs> but right <laughs> but like originally the pla- the idea was that these were like sp- the the spaceship was like explorers that went around collecting different species from all over And then the Thing was, like, something that they found on a planet that took them over. And that's why you see the ship crash in the beginning of the first movie. was because, like, as they lost control and got killed by the Thing themselves.
1: Like I said, in watching the original, I was like, ooh, what does the Thing actually look like? And then this one, the newer one, showed me, like, maybe you don't want answers to that question. And then, like, looking at it and being like, Okay, I can't picture this thing flying a ship.
0: Yes, it's like... <laughs> yeah,
1: was it wasn't like, well, goodbye, dear. I'll be back later. And then it, like, takes off. <laughs> yeah. Like, just, it just didn't work. And so my my assumption was, like... Or my, I guess, headcanon, because there's no evidence to the contrary in what we got in the released film is, like, oh, maybe it was a hitchhiker on the film. Like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe a stowaway and it actually starts as like a tiny speck or like who knows
0: yeah 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 but i
1: couldn't picture it <laughs> flying that fucking ship no
0: no i mean can i picture wilford brimley flying flying his own little ufo <laughs> yes i can
1: <laughs> <laughs> can i and do i <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that all i want to think about absolutely <laughs> yeah. but yeah it it just was silly so there was like a lot of stuff that just got cut out that just and then like in the end like what Mary Elizabeth winston just froze to death in her in her tractor (laughs) right like what okay
1: yeah but it was yeah
0: it was too shiny the effects were way too clean uh you know and then i sat down and i watched the original thing and i said well hey at least i got to end it by watching a fucking masterpiece
1: i think it just like i mean weird the original film there's so much mystery like we kind of know as much as the characters know we don't know anything else beyond what they tell us right we see how the thing behaves and what these characters infer from how it behaves and all of that. And then I feel like the prequel threw so much of that out. It turned the thing into fucking William Birkin from resident evil. Mm. And it was like stalking people and going after people when it didn't have to, it became like alien. Like it just became any movie monster. Yeah. Whereas in, the, whereas in the original, like, it wanted to hide to, like, be able to replicate and preserve itself and survive. And it kind of only would expose itself when it was pressed or cornered and had no choice. Uber driver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas in... <laughs> exactly. But if I was a 2011 thing in that Uber, I'd be like... As soon as I got in the car, I'd be like... Ah! And I'd yeah. come to, Stacey Birkin and, like, you know, (laughs) attack and kill. And then I would go to Target and, like, kill everybody at Target. And it's like, that's not the way this thing actually behaves, though.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, in the prequel, it, it, they find the ice block or, I mean, well, somehow they, they fall into a crevasse, a CGI crevasse.
1: How do they get out of the crevasse?
0: Apparently, while the other guy flew to the mainland to find... Mary Elizabeth Winstead, they they must have rappelled down and pulled them out of the tractor that was just stuck there. Who fucking knows? What a load. So they find... The, it was. So they find the sh- spaceship. They're like, whatever. They pull out the ice block with the thing from the other area where that crash landed. And then the thing... M- explode. It fucking explodes into a shower of CGI and then immediately, there's everyone knows. <laughs> it Immediately. Which, I mean, in the the original film, you could say, well, there's the scene where they all go and they all see the thing and the dogs, but and it disappears for a long time. And it's like, he's off thinging it up. Doing his own whatevers. But then, in the prequel, yeah, like, someone sneezes and it just explode, their head explodes into clams and they eat people or shoot tendrils and it's like, it, it's like that cgi thing constantly running down hallways (laughs) constantly
1: running down hallways and like it turns into like a slasher movie like somebody's hiding in a stock room and here comes the thing it's walking at you Mm -hmm. it's gonna get you and it's just like it would take that opportunity to run away it will get you when you fucking fall asleep yeah like, if in the original film, if it wanted to kill everybody, it could have killed them all right away. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you're right.
0: It absolutely was more of a slasher where it's like, now you're going to see what happens to each individual character. It was more about, a, like, kind of a, and then there were none in it, but it's less about who done it. It's just now you're watching each person dwindle down. And then the mist. like, at the end, they try to kind of reference the ambigu- ambiguity of the, the ending of the first film where she's she's alone with joel edgerton who why is joel edgerton in anything but i fucking hate him he made boy Erase and he's like oh i'm a good person because i made a movie that's close to my heart about gay conversion and i'm like you know what shut up <laughs> <laughs> shut up you're straight i'll give you your ally flag if anything you get your ally flag because you gave nicole kidman a great haircut in that film but anyway okay hate joel edgerton why is he there but then, like, oh, she's like, oh, the thing can't have organic material on it. Or can't replicate organic material, inorganic material. So, here's your earring. Oh, wait, it fell off because you're the thing. I'm going to torch you now. And then he dies. And uh, that was cool. But otherwise, they don't play with, like, who could it be?
1: No. And the, the when they try to generate that mystery, it's done in completely preposterous ways. Like, the two pilots somehow surviving a helicopter crash walking back over a mountain ridge uh, that is impassable to people in vehicles. Yeah. And in, like, 100 below weather, uh, and they come back, and they're like, we're back. So it's like, "Oh, are they the things when they come back? And it's like, <laughs> they would not have lit. Like, they, that, that is an impossible scenario. The helicopter and so exploded.
0: exploded.
1: <laughs> it exploded. It like, snowed everybody was outside without even hats on at times and it's like in the first movie they made a point of like it's gonna be a hundred below pretty soon Mm -hmm. let's get back inside and in this one it was just like let's have a conversation while our bare heads are out here at night in antarctica
0: (laughs) i mean in the first film like they're covered in fucking frost if they're outside for like 10 minutes
1: Yeah, and so I'm supposed to believe that these two people survived a helicopter crash, survived an encounter with the thing, walked back over a mountain range, and did all of this in Antarctica at night in, like, three hours.
0: Yeah. Yeah. i say no. And so it
1: just doesn't generate the same kind of paranoia or mystery that the original does
0: no and i mean simultaneously i would say props to the original or the director of that one who he didn't make a movie until like i think this last year he did a netflix movie but he hasn't made one since then because i guess he had such a bad experience with the studio taking it over from him but I'm like props on like how much they tried to reconstruct and like get right back to the original thing and like tried to maybe make their own different not remake um that's cool but yeah it just there it doesn't serve a purpose <laughs> beyond beyond doing that thing of remember remember when they found this burnt up thing in the snow and now here's that's how it got burnt up which is like all people want sometimes with legacy content or prequels or they just want to see oh how did how did they pull it out of the ice <laughs> like i want to see how the details happened i don't want Any of the vibe or allure or storytelling power (laughs) or themes that made it memorable. I just want to know how the fork got there.
1: I guess it does put creators in a bind because it is a prequel and we know what the thing does. Yeah. Probably. I mean, there are some people who their first exposure to this was the 2011 film, I'm sure. So you don't want to just replicate it and have it be the same thing. But then they did. They just did things in a different way. Like, instead, like, they were gonna do a blood test. Like, they figured that out right away. But then, oh, it got ruined, so we'll do the filling test.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, she knew She knew what was up immediately.
1: The original, though. I mean, oh, flawless. Man. Fucking flawless movie. Uh, I love Wilfred. I mean... I'm gonna say something very shocking that I love Wilford Brimley on it.
0: You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I
1: really felt a kinship when he like had his wig out moment. And
0: girl! Was like,
1: he was like, I'll kill you. And I was like, That is me at the beginning of the pandemic.
0: I wrote I wrote right in my notes right here. Wilfred Brimley is fucking cool and absolutely me the first two years of the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Will Blair just fucking smashing everything and being like none of y'all going anywhere (laughs) just shooting at everybody like Mm -hmm. i was i love him this is carpenter's masterpiece right it is like this is the one this is his texas chainsaw or elm street or Mm -hmm. it's real good and i have to ask the question has anyone ever been prettier than kurt russell in this movie <laughs> i know <laughs>
1: i mean he can even make that hat work it's I, he's got the long the long
0: brown hair <laughs> and those just this like very fey eyelashes and those piercing blue eyes he's just like oh he's just so pretty i love kurt russell i love kurt russell
1: if anyone is out there is a commentary aficionado you cannot do better than john carpenter and kurt russell for this movie
0: oh their com- really their
1: their commentary track for this movie is so fucking good
0: oh man is it just like two bros hanging out in butterfly chairs with their stokies
1: yeah it's kurt russell laughing throughout most of it oh uh. john carpenter tells stories like it's just it's so good it's so good
0: oh that's amazing
1: one thing i appreciate about it the original film that the the prequel dips into but the original does not devolve or degenerate into like alpha bullshit like they're not like i'm in charge i'm the one in charge like yeah they have Mm. arguments as tensions rise and there's friction obviously between McCready and childs yeah which which adds to the ending where they end up being the only two left alive but there isn't the usual, like, listen, I'm the boss of this place, and you're going to do what I say, and blah, blah, blah. Like, you get it in zombie movies a lot. You get it. And so you would just think that, like, a cast that is all these men cooped up together, that there'd be more of it.
0: Yeah. Oh, like, I no. see. what. Like, so, like, zombie movies. Like, you're thinking, like, like Day of the Dead. Like, um, oh, what's yeah, his name? Like that piece Captain of shit. Captain, Captain Rhodes. Rose. That kind yeah. of just, like pure, evil, toxic man, dude, child uh, energy where it's just like, we gotta go on my watch or whatever. And it's just like, you know, that's interesting because I was, I was looking at different kind of, you know, thematic analysis and interpretations of the film and people, there was a lot of uh, people kind of talking about how the thing about with the gender question with the thing, that there is kind of an indictment of like a sort of toxic masculinity, because if women, if there were women involved, then women would have understood, you know, that to find the thing, you have to be like patient and empathic and look for human body language and signals, (laughs) but the men aren't going to do that. And the men are going to be aggressive and going to ice each other out. And so I like, I personally don't agree with that because I'm like, that's a way to essentialize. <laughs> and be yeah, like,
1: that's, that's some men are from Mars women. Yeah, exactly.
0: The shit. magic yeah. emotional woman who will, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. you know, it's like Indians in Fern Gully.
1: She would nurture the thing and ask <laughs> it, like...
0: <laughs> she would have an accountability circle with a talking <laughs> stick.
1: Yeah.
0: And everyone processes how they feel about potentially being the thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I read that and I thought that was kind of bullshit, but I, I can see how like there is a, there is sort of a, a battle for alpha handling of the situation, like between Childs and McCready, but yeah, but nobody ever goes full toxic Captain Rhodes and that is really refreshing.
1: Yes. Well, I mean, they have like a, basically kind of a cop on the premises either. Like the the one dude with the gun, etc., And he acquiesces real quickly and is like. I don't want to be in charge. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) You know? So I just appreciated that because we didn't... Like, there was already the, like, who's the real monster was, like, the fucking plot of the film. We didn't need it with the survivors. And I, I just really appreciated that.
0: Yeah. I honestly, I feel... And I don't know if I'm just so far off base here, but I feel... I feel a disconnect with, I think, how some people analyze this movie and my takeaways from it. Like, I don't, a lot of people are obsessed with the ending and the ambiguity of who are they the thing? You know, I kind of don't care. And and then I think also on top of that, there's uh, like, I kind of like that gender thing. There's also there's a lot of conversation about, well, the gender politics in this film, the the male gender. And I mean, I've also seen reads that where people are talking about, and I was at a convention once where people sat down and they said, oh, the thing is my favorite queer horror film. And I'm like, "What? Well, what, how? <laughs> like, I, Cause they're like, oh, you know, it's a bunch of men kept up in a base and they all kind of go crazy and gets homoerotic. I'm like, I don't get homoeroticism from this movie. No, <laughs> I don't like, and I read, there are, there is critical analysis that looks at, oh, but it's these men and it's. The fear of failing to be a man, the the abject terror of becoming other, of becoming this alien, this foreign. I mean, the worst thing you can be is not a man. And then the the, the tendrils and the probing and the bodily um penetration by the monster. This is all, and I just I you can argue. Through the use of terms, you can throw those terms out there and say that's in the film. But I don't think it actually corresponds at all. I feel like this is honestly kind of an agender film for, for for having only men in it.
1: I agree with you. I think, like, as somebody who loves to fucking read bullshit into movies. And oh, everything's gay. <laughs> every You know, everything being gay, et cetera, et cetera, I say, let's pump the brakes carol clover like sometimes a thing is just a thing yeah you know? it's I you know like i just i don't know i think this yeah you could read so many theories into it if you want it's like oh it's about the fear of being gay oh it's about aids oh it's like you could read any queer read into yeah it, but i but i it feels purely theoretical to me rather than being supported by what's actually going on in the
0: film yeah absolutely if anything it feels like well okay how like it feels cold war paranoia informed it feels uh witch honey it feels i it feels like it's about isolation and just distrust and i don't see any of those other reads coming in even though it is and i feel so weird as like a a person who tries to analyze things and also tries to do it from a feminist angle i feel so weird being like oh a movie full of men going crazy and ultimately all dying or exploding has nothing to say about gender (laughs) but it really (laughs) feels and knowing that carpenter can and had and in that era made a lot of work that actually did deal with gender and the difference of gendered experience it just doesn't come through in this film for me so yeah this is the one movie where we're saying there's nothing gay about it (laughs) (laughs) i mean except Wilfred brimley who's perfect
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just uh, I don't know I just don't see it that way yeah but like you said plenty of people do so more power to you but
0: yeah I just I'm always the person at the convention that's like you know everyone will say oh Leatherface is trans and I'm like I just I just don't think Leatherface has an identity <laughs> Like
1: right yeah.
0: and that he just takes identities of his victims and also is a weird fucked up 20 year old or whatever
1: like I people say Tom Cruise is gay and I say you think that I, I like I don't get that from him. No.
0: Or Richard Gere. I never got the Richard Gere thing either. No. John Travolta. Now let's talk. Right?
1: Look who's talking now.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Because he was in it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because he was in it with Kirstie Alley. That's why I made that reference. Is that that when she became a Scientologist?
1: Oh, maybe. (gasps) Oh.
0: I thought those movies were so cool when I was a kid. Little did I know it would lead to... <laughs> Little
1: did you know that Roseanne was the baby! <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was my favorite one, because it was Roseanne. <laughs> oh, man. Right, the thing.
1: It's just perfect. It is perfect from top to bottom. The doggy acting. And the, the editing. The editing to make the dog look like it's acting is... Even better than the cow in Kingdom of the Spiders. (laughs) Which has always been the apex example.
0: That's your gold standard for non-human acting?
1: It absolutely is. If you watch the opening of Kingdom of the Spiders, you will believe a cow can act. The way it's edited and the way the music is, it looks like there's a cow... It's like being afraid of spiders. It's incredible. Is that what
0: the the carnival barker said as they ushered you in? They're like, "You will believe a cow can act?" <laughs> That's <laughs>
1: right. And I was like, "I do believe it."
0: You you popped in your shilling and you went into the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, was like a cow that can act. Now this I gotta see. <laughs> it's amazing.
0: The, I agree. The dog acting is phenomenal in this film to the point that I wrote real good dog acting and I used an underline on that line. Uh, that, this dogs, these dogs are so cute. That is so sad. One thing I did appreciate about the prequel is that you don't see anything. Ha- the dog just gets it, shows up, and then immediately just hides in a basement or something through the entire movie until the ending. Those poor buddies. Yeah, on
1: the commentary, John Carpenter talks about that shot of the dog. Coming down the hallway, where it like stops and fucking looks in a room. My God! And then keeps going and then stops. And even he was like, "We could not believe what this dog was doing. Like it was just
0: perfect." Even when the dog goes and sits down in the pen with all the others. Oh man! I mean, talk about uh, talk about um, a devised scene, right? Like they all they all focus tanked it together, and they're like, "Okay, I'll look uncomfortable when you sit down," and then you. You kind of look a little sheepish, but you're still proud. <laughs> like, it's, it's just stellar. Absolutely. I mean, the, I mean, there's just so many. I mean, once again, John Carpenter knows great collaboration. So you get, you get Inyo Morricone. You get Rob Botton's goddamn uh, practical effects, which has there ever been better effects ever?
1: I know. He was like 25.
0: Telling youth and ingenuity right there
1: it's amazing it's still even like even now it still looks amazing oh there there are a few moments like i mostly when they like find the giant crater where the ship is like you can tell it's a map painting like i think as we get better and better resolution yeah some things tend to look worse worse
0: listen i live for a map painting though and i still am convinced they're magic yeah (laughs) like being a star wars queen like
1: oh a matte
0: painting is is incredible to me and i'll never understand how they how they pull it off
1: but then i mean this like just like the spaghetti (laughs) (laughs) right you know what i mean when that fucking spaghetti comes out and you're just like what It—that's what I love—is like, what is this fucking thing? And it goes like,
0: because (laughs) yeah,
1: because we see so many different forms, and you know what I mean. And so, like I said, it got me curious as to what its natural form was. And then the prequel just no,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, because it's not originally it would have what it's probably a spore.
1: Yeah, it's probably real tiny. Some
0: gross fucking spore, and then. Like, could you even know what its original form was? Because it's it's so informed by every other organism it's ever replicated. So you get a mishmash, and that's what's so cool is like when it's when you get to um, actually no, it's pretty early on with the dog transformation sequence when it grows those big like three three toed claw hands, and it's like a full on doom gorgon arms, <laughs> yeah. like d- reaching up to do its pull ups into the ceiling. And you're like, what fucking hell beast did it take over on on murder nightmare doom planet? And that it's like that. There's the crab, the crab people. The oh, when the head, just that head bending back and th- like just sliding down off the table.
1: The dream.
0: God, it's so.
1: <laughs> Stacy's life <laughs> that's plan. Me, that's me at Thanksgiving. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs>
0: My head slides off the table. I'm out. Yeah, the family starts talking about, well I can see it from both sides. Yeah. And then
1: my... <laughs> Yeah. And then I just fucking t- 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 I take a few bites of stuffing on my way out. <laughs> I... Yeah, and
0: then, yeah, you just lean back in your chair, your head slides off the back of the chair. Yeah. Say, did Stacy like... just turn into a crab and also make off with yes. those candied yams? Yes, she did. <laughs> Again. Again. <laughs> she's right? a thing
1: Yeah, she's what <laughs> she's a I thing grandma <laughs> she's that too man right it's the life I'm telling you
0: when did Wilford Brimley become the thing like did they just did it just burrow to him cause I was like when he got locked up he wasn't the thing or you
1: don't know that.
0: was Because then I was like, well, obviously I related to him so much, as we both said, when he was smashing all the shit and being like, you know, whatever.
1: I'll kill you! I'll kill you! <laughs> yeah!
0: But then, like, was he actually the thing then? And was he smashing all that to further isolate them so it could take them all over? And it knows it's just going to build its spaceship anyway. And hey, why don't I smash these helicopters too to build my spaceship? Or did, like, it burrow in to his little cubicle out on the lawn, the snow lawn?
1: Maybe when he broke through the floor. Oh, yeah. Anytime. Anytime. I do love that shot of him scuttling back to his little shack from the helicopter, though.
0: Isn't it so great? So good. So fucking great.
1: (laughs) And this movie, speaking of Blair, Wilford Brimley, this movie does feature one of my absolute favorite movie things. Which is this movie and Jumpin' Jack Slash, of course. Uh, Early, generally early 80s, maybe late 70s movies where we didn't really know what computers could do. And so the computer, you could punch in like, what is tomorrow? And the computer will spit out a whole ass fucking conversation. It'll be like, well, tomorrow is Tuesday. But in some parts of the world, it might be Wednesday, depending on what the time zone. It's just like like when he <laughs> when he plugs in like his little cells, and it's like, and then the computer is like, if this replicates, then there'll be a seventy five percent chance that the whole world will be taken over within three. And it's just like that. Computers don't do that even now.
0: Yeah, in twenty. Yeah, it just says in twenty seven thousand hours it will fully dominate the planet. <laughs> it's like, how would you know that? <laughs> You're you're for one purpose, and that's Oregon Trail. <laughs> right. Yeah,
1: I love that McCready. Has, I mean, first of all, can we give a shout out to Adrian Barbo as a chess computer?
0: As Madam Chess Wizard,
1: Madam Chess Wizard. But I love that McCready has a whole fucking computer that is just for chess.
0: Yeah, and he pours coffee in it.
1: <laughs> yeah, he, coffee. Excuse me, he pours J&B in
0: it. Oh, right, his JMB. I'm so sorry. Wow. Wow, I know.
1: Anthony. Wow. Yeah, but it's, like, a full, like, monitor, full keyboard, all this, just to play chess. Just so we can go, like, B5.
0: (laughs) And then Adrian Barbeau can be, ooh, checkmate. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. So good. Yeah, I do love, I do love the air of the magical floppy disk computer, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it was a it was a different time. It was a better time when computers weren't actively trying to destroy us and usurp democracy.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we could just talk to them, and it was chill.
0: Yeah, sometimes they were Adrian Barbeau. Sometimes we had to drown them in J and B. Right. Uh, but but that was the worst of our worries back then. You know,
1: man, it's just perfect. If you haven't watched it in a while, please watch it because it just gets better and better
0: it's so good it's actually one of the carpenters i've seen the least believe it or not really? I've, I've only seen it a handful of times but i was like it's so solid it's so good we all agree it's perfect so like why not go watch one of the lesser ones you know <laughs> so i don't know so i've been watching left i'm like i was watching fucking vampires and ghosts of mars earlier this year i should have just been watching the thing again did you stacy this reminded me did you ever play the video game?
1: I did. I meant to ask you about that.
0: I no, I bought it and I had it. You know, me and scary games, I can't play them, but I got it and I fully intended to play it because this was like back when I was younger and more fearless. And because <laughs> uh, this was like a first Xbox era. Yeah,
1: it was PlayStation 2 slash first Xbox.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh, did I have PlayStation 2? I bought it used PS2, actually, I think. And the disc never fucking worked. So I never played it.
1: It was actually really cool. It's a sequel to the 1982 film where you are, like, I don't know, a U.S. marshal or some kind of agent investigator. And you go to, like, find out what happened to everybody.
0: Oh, wow. And
1: so you have, you know, a group of people with you and you have to investigate the premises and all of that. And there are, like, trust meters amongst all of your crew and all that. And people will start to distrust each other, and maybe they'll flip out and start shooting at you. Or maybe they will turn into the thing, or whatever.
0: Cool!
1: Yeah, it's really, really good.
0: I always wanted to play it, and I, I like, my, my. I turned into the, the the Galaxy Brain meme when I remembered that there was the game, and I was like, I have to ask safe. if she played it.
1: Yeah, it was really cool. It was really hard, though, so. Oh, really? Yeah, I oh. never finished it, because I always ran out of ammo.
0: Oh, well, then I absolutely wouldn't have lasted. Maybe it was maybe it was God's gift to me that that disc didn't work.
1: Well, I'm glad I watched the prequel. Well, no, I'm not. Really? <laughs> well, no, because I thought it stunk this time around, and I had good memories of it. But then once the credits started to roll, I was like, this is why you have good memories, because...
0: Because you remembered how they got on the helicopter, and that's how they started shooting the dog.
1: Yeah, well, that was all cool. Like, I, I, I just, I don't know, like... It was cool the way it actually then tied in and went right to it. Like yeah. that part was fucking lit, but the rest of it was just dumb. Yeah. I didn't like the William Birkin bullshit and eh, too much computer. Boring characters. But the big t- two big takeaways original will never be topped. Uh, other takeaway I would love to be a thing. The end.
0: I. Truly, with my all of my <laughs> utmost feeling and deep, deep, deep in my heart of hearts, want nothing more for you. Thank you. <laughs> mm. Oh wow! Well, Stacy, with all of that said, are you ready to um, slide your head down off your chair <laughs> and onto the shopping block?
1: I sure am. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh chop chop that's the sound that's the sound it makes does see your police academy a lot of time but today i'm police academy it goes chop chop when your head comes off if you answer a question wrong on the chopping block our question and answer game show we uh we give each other three categories of horror trivia that we have to choose from we choose our category and we are given five different questions that we then must answer within 10 seconds, unless one of us calls out, I want the wig, in which case Jamie Lee Curtis's wig, made of straw, it's a strictly strode creation, magically descends down upon thy head and earns you an extra 10 seconds just to answer that question. If you get anything wrong, as I said, you're dead. If you get them right, congratulations, you're a winner. Uh, well done. Good for you. Yay. You went, we did remember dot 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 last, last time, which meant I answered last.
1: So I ask first this time?
0: So you ask first this time.
1: Okay. You have one new category and two oldies. Ooh. Okay. So choose one of them. Your first old category is beep, beep, boop, boop. Which is all about robots in horror movies. Yes! Uh, I describe a robot based horror movie. You tell me the name of the movie. Category two, also oldish, is 575. Five, seven, in which I recite a haiku <gasps> about a horror movie. <clears throat> you tell me the name of the movie. And your new category is. No, really, it's the 70s, I swear. (laughs) (laughs) This is all about uh, more modern-day horror movies that take place in another time period in the past. Okay. I will give you the name of a song and the song's artist that is featured in the movie to make you think that it's whatever the year the movie's supposed to take place. You tell me the name of the movie. So, for example, if I said, number one, Landslide by Fleetwood Mac, you would say
0: X. <laughs> I would start crying, and right. I would say X.
1: <laughs> you would say X. Okay? So, it's all like that.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: Yes. So, your categories are beep, beep, boop, boop, 575. Mm-hmm. 575. And no, really, it's the 70s, I swear.
0: Thank you, Jessica Biel. Um, <laughs> These are all wicked. I would love to pick each of them, but I unfortunately don't have that power today. So, uh, you know what? I You put in so much work on the, I want the haikus, please. <laughs> Give me 575. I can't, okay. I cannot.
1: I think you'll get these. Okay, so I will recite a haiku. You tell me. <laughs> you tell me what movie the haiku is talking about
0: how to to find out if someone's gay do they say i will recite a haiku (laughs) yeah Yeah.
1: okay okay you, you ready yeah all right you have a wig
0: i do you're right
1: here we go haiku number one our gay diary the secret's out gonna jump but i'll be back cunts (laughs) <laughs> what?!
0: I want the wing already! Wait, our gay diary? Uh, the Do I gotta jump? Wait, but I'll be back. Wait, who- who- what gay person jumps? But they're gay, but they'll be back. But they come back? But it's a diary? Our secret
1: di- Oh! Oh! Oh, Memento Mori! Ding, ding, ding. At the fucking buzzer.
0: Are you serious?
1: At the buzzer!
0: Oh my god. Oh my god. Ooh. well there goes my wig
1: there goes your wig that was probably the toughest one I would have been so mad if you didn't get that one <laughs> the first one memento mori oh wow
0: okay wow
1: <laughs> you'll get this one okay haiku number two I don't, I'm sure I don't even have to finish the haiku but please
0: I'll allow it
1: thank you I worked so hard on these Haiku number two. Evil dies tonight. (laughs) That's what they say. But all I care about is bangs.
0: (laughs) Uh, Halloween bangs, knee kills, please. Yes, ding, ding, ding! (laughs) That was on the, they they have used copies for sale at Movie Madness and I was a little drunk and I looked at it and I was like, do I dare? And then I, I walked away. But knowing, <laughs> knowing that Kyle Richards with a pillowcase full of bricks was in it with bangs yeah, and a an nose ring, I was like, there is a genuine temptation now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Piece of shit movie. That was funny. Thank you.
1: Okay. Haiku number three. Behold my big pin. My (laughs) wigs, my cantaloupe breasts. (laughs) I need more members! (laughs) Can I work out? Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Say it again. Behold, my big pin, my wigs, my cantaloupe breasts. I need more members.
0: <laughs> this is this is, is Ronna Johnson by way of haiku Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah. Wow! Wow! Okay. Thank you, thank
1: you. Here for that. we go. <clears throat> haiku number four.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. A question plagues me. Won't you answer? How do we know she is alive? <laughs> <laughs>
0: No! 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 Sorority Row! Wait, no! House on Sorority Row! Oh! God damn it! I said Sorority House Massacre,
1: but I I was too busy (laughs) laughing because it was so funny! I know you know what it was. Well, there you go. Okay.
0: That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Sure.
1: Thank you for letting me uh, express myself creatively. Truly. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Wow. Wow. Well, okay. Okay. So cleaning up the blood, moving my dead head, putting it in the cybernetic uh, Walt Disney uh, animatronic spider that keeps it alive. (laughs) And now I have two new categories to present (gasps) to you. Whoa. One old category. Your old category is coming back from the other week. It's Grifters Inc., which is... Mm all about non-conjuring based horror movies and characters that are inspired by or based on ed and lorraine warren in films that sounds complicated basically i name you like tell me stuff you answer questions i say something and you say something back (laughs) how's that okay but they're all about instances of characters that were based on or inspired by ed and lorraine warren that are not from conjuring universe films Okay. There we go. That makes slightly more sense. Uh, new category, number one, the thes. There was a category for fact checkers in the room. I know you're there. There was a category called the the, but this one is different because it's called the thes. Thank you very much. In which I give you alternate titles for Carpenter films in the style of the thing, using the and a keyword for the film, and you just guess the movie.
1: Oh, all right. Okay.
0: Really easy stuff. Uh, Number two, your category number two is A Meteor Comes Crashing to Earth, in which I describe a sci-fi horror film in which a meteor comes crashing to earth, and then I say what happens, and then you name the movie. So, your categories are Grifters, Inc., The Vuzz, or A Meteor Comes Crashing to Earth.
1: Well, uh, just based on my confidence level alone, which one do I have the most confidence in? And this is the one I will go for. Uh, I would like the thes, please, or as it is known in France, le. L- <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you for translating for our French yes. listeners who will know one thing that has been said. <laughs> The the. So, I give, like I said, I just tell you two words, including the, and you guess what the movie I'm alluding to is by John okay. Carpenter. Okay. These are so easy. Wow. It would take an act of God for you to die in this chopping block.
1: <laughs> Luckily, it's been known to happen.
0: My co host is a one woman act of God. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> are you ready? I'm ready, man.
0: Fab. Okay, number one the shape halloween ding 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 number two the glasses oh oh uh they live ding ding
1: ding ding ding
0: Uh number three
1: getting nervous
0: the novel
1: uh in, in the mouth of madness ding 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 i have to stop myself because a friend of mine used to call that movie mouthful of madness (laughs) not on purpose that's just what they thought it was called and so that's always what i go to
0: you want to watch mouthful of madness
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah god bless
0: them i love that okay uh okay number four you're almost there they're getting the parade ready to go (laughs) number four the standoff
1: Solved on Precinct Thirteen.
0: Ding, 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 ding. Okay. Featuring Dead Kim Richards. <laughs> and for all the big money, number five, the collar. The collar? Uh, Prince of Darkness. <laughs> the answer we were looking for is someone's watching me.
1: Oh, the collar. I oh. thought you said the collar, like a priest collar. Oh
0: well, uh. you know what? No, in that case, both are uh, judges say both are are very because I did not think about the fact that homonyms could intrude on our scenario today. <laughs> <laughs> I misunderstood what you said, and judges will allow it because is there not a priest wearing a collar in Prince of Darkness? Yeah, Stacy, you win. Uh. It wasn't what I was looking for, but it was absolutely out of my mind that that that, that, that could be read either way. Mm.
1: Well, you're very generous. <laughs> <laughs> it, would, it absolutely fits. Okay. It absolutely fits. Okay.
0: I guess if I did Prince of Darkness, I would have said like the mirror or something.
1: Right. Yeah, that's the thing. But But I thought you were trying to be tricky, too.
0: I could have been tricky, but no, I say you win.
1: Okay, I don't feel great about it. No,
0: no, no. Do you know what this is? This dramaturgically tracks, okay, because earlier today we were talking about how Stacy, I am my own thing. (laughs) barters with the universe and with god and operates on her own terms Right. so you saw that question and you created your own answer that's right and it still worked because you are a master of your reality
1: oh wow maybe i'm the head in the jar yeah could be we don't know (laughs) who's to say i'm not right (laughs) Nobody. We'll save that for theologians of darkness. Can't wait Met, meta, meta, physis, Metaphysicists!
0: Metaphysicists of darkness.
1: Metaphysicists of darkness. Metaphysicists! <laughs> metaphysicists! Of darkness. We'll save it for that.
0: So, so we have Gaylords of, Metaphysician. <laughs> of darkness. Metaphysicians of darkness. Gayster theater. <laughs> metaphysicists of darkness. Real housewives of darkness.
1: <laughs> yeah. We're a cottage industry. All bullshit, all the time.
0: I listen. I love our Blue Ocean strategy. She's beautiful.
1: <laughs> oh boy. Well, I mean, this has been a very eventful week. Well, next week we, next week, be. <laughs>
0: uh, We're already set up for success.
1: Yep, this is the sign.
0: Next week we've unlearned linguistics, <laughs> and we have gone full Dada.
1: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Uh, will next week be as exciting and... no. (laughs) Okay, see you then! (laughs) Wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative.
0: I know, right? Uh.
1: Ha 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 ha!